Welcome to the Eat Scripture Podcast. This is Eric and Gina Robinson. We are on episode three of the Ecclesiastes series. Yes, we are. And um, we get to a very familiar part today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people have heard a lot of this, I know. But yeah, we get to a particularly familiar part. For those who are <laughs> slightly older, maybe more familiar. <laughs> it was a song. Um, try not like- to... Long time ages ago. Ages all too much. Um, but yes, there was a song <laughs> long ago in days of yore. It was a top 40 song uh, back in the uh, 60s. I don't know. I'm sure. Um, but I don't know exactly when in the 60s. Way but, before our time. Oh, yes. <laughs> no question. Long, long before. Um, actually, but really, though, it, it is well known and you'll hear it. And you'll think, oh, maybe I am heard that before it comes straight out of scripture but uh, so it's kind of interesting because of that but then when you find out you know where it is and what it's about kind of in this how it's used in this book then you're even more puzzled by okay why why did somebody think that uh, would be good lyrics for a popular for a popular song and yet it was and really you know apparently it works so um yeah, we'll be in that today. We'll start before that. Obviously, we'll be uh, be back starting around two twelve or so um, as That's we right. begin this thing. Mm-hmm. We've just led up to this point. Um, I want to start by saying thanks everybody for listening. You can always go to eScripture.com if you want to see a little bit more about our ministry and website. Um, see a little bit of something about how to support us if you'd like to do that. Also, some resources we have there, including a couple of books that I've written um, and just some different, all the different podcasts that we've done. You can also link them there or whatever. Um, and thanks for just being a part of this and for listening and for sending it to friends or posting it on social media, whatever you like. We really appreciate that. Now we'll get into this thing, um, which we have already begun. So as we've walked through chapters one and the first part of chapters two, we've watched as this author of Ecclesiastes, who's a very, very wise man. And he is talking about Even though he's got all this wisdom, and even though he uh, can understand things, he's just still at a loss to really Mm -hmm. understand what what's the meaning of life. Why are we doing all this stuff, and what is does it really get us anywhere? And so he used that first poem when we were in chapter one, starting in verse three through verse eleven, to kind of say, "Look, things just seem to be going round and round here. I don't Mm -hmm. see, you know, any real conclusions that can be drawn. There's nothing." don't seem to be getting anywhere are we all just spinning our wheels or what so then verse 12 and following he starts asking okay he starts saying i I had all this wisdom and i decided i was going to know wisdom i was going to understand what life was about i was going to figure it out because it just seemed like a bunch of what he says distressing things happening over and over and that's the word he uses which he'll continue to use all the way through this this distress just all these things seem so distressing because I can't figure them out they just seem like distressing things and we're not really there's nothing coming to them that is good so he's really concerned about that but he does keep putting using this word vanity which we've already talked about which we'll see him use some more here today which for him means I think really the idea of incomprehensible and enigma something I can't figure out he's trying well and he's this very wise man but he still can't 
can't figure this out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's an issue. What is the meaning of all this? Yes. We're doing this thing, which seems like, in one way, it should be productive and lead somewhere. Mm -hmm. But then you look back on it after you've been in it, in the middle of it for a while, and you're like, well, but really... It didn't get me anywhere. It seems like I'm in the same boat I was in before and that all of us are in together. And so in in chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, we have just read how he he was trying all these things and just immersing himself in all these areas of life from pleasure to workaholism, if you want to say it, call it that, you know, just building, building, building and erecting and making things beautiful and gardens and all these trees and, you know, everything you could do to, to just have all the pleasures of life and enjoy life and make things better. And yet he got to the end of it and he was still like, okay, but now I look at it and it's just nothing really seems to have come out of it that's changing the world or changing even necessarily my circumstance. I still go through the same things in life that everybody else goes through. And so it all, all of this pursuit, all of these pursuits, which you would think were the things to spend your life doing, are not leading me anywhere. Ultimately, they're just not getting me anywhere. So that's, that's where we've gotten to as we're into um, 11. And he uses that word incomprehensible again, mm-hmm. that word vanity. And there's there. nothing to be gained under the sun, under the sun, God again. Yep. Yep, we've seen that already more than once. Um, So yeah, this is where he is. He's at this point. So we'll start reading, I think, right there in 2.12. And let's go ahead and read uh, through the end of what, you know what? Let's read 2.12 through 23, because right there, 24, he's going to start another block that we want to sit off by itself. Okay. Ecclesiastes 2, 12 through 23. So I turn to consider wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do who comes after the king? Only what has already been done. Then I saw that there is more gain in wisdom than in folly, as there is more gain in light than in darkness. The wise person has his eyes in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. And yet I perceived that the same event happens to all of them. Then I said in my heart, What happens to the fool will happen to me also. Why then have I been so very wise? And I said in my heart that this is this also is vanity. For of the wise, as of the fool, there is no enduring remembrance, seeing that in the days to come all will be have been long forgotten. How the wise dies just like the fool. So I hated life, because what is done under the sun was grievous to me for all is vanity and striving after wind. I hated all my toil in which I toiled under the sun, seeing that I must leave it, leave it to the man who will come after me and who knows whether he will be wise or a fool. Yet he will be master of all for which I, have, for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned about and gave my heart up to despair over all the toil of my labors under the sun, because sometimes a person who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone who did not toil for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. What has a man from all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? 
for all his days are full of sorrow and his work is a vexation. Even in the night, his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. Mm. Wow. Yeah, he really turns it on here. This is yeah. just, I don't see anything good coming in yeah. this. Um, so we go back to verse 12. He's now going to turn and consider wisdom, madness, and folly, which is kind of a repeat of what we heard in verse 17, in chapter 1, verse 17, above, where he first set out to do it and to understand these things. And he's gone through all this, chapter 2, verse 1 through 2.11, where he's tried all these things and had all these uh, different pleasures or different uh experiences available to him all this time and then verse 12 he reevaluates after having been through it all for what can a man do that comes after the king only what's already been done i, I haven't yeah. been doing anything else than than any king who's come before me kings have access to everything so he has all the access he needs to everything that there is um and and he is just kind of shrugging his shoulders like okay I really haven't done anything new and I don't know that it's gotten me anywhere at all I don't see why it's gotten me anywhere at all I once talked to a guy I once had a conversation with a guy who made $400,000 a year over $400,000 a year and he told me one of the things that he had learned was that he said you know Eric there's really not that much different that you can do with your life making $400,000 a year than you can do making $200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and of course, I'm like, huh, like <laughs> that's something I would never know. Okay, well, interesting. And and he said, you know, the next big step up might be like three quarter million dollars a year. You can start buying planes and stuff. But, you know, really, he was like, I was thinking, this is crazy to even think this way but he was trying to tell me it's not the that same big kind a deal of thought. not it's, that different I you're mean, just doing the same things the rich people before you did uh, yeah that's right it's nothing mm-hmm. it's yeah yeah nothing somebody else has done it before you it's already been done you're not going to find anything new you're not going to change anything um, so why are you taking so, making so much effort to be wise mm-hmm. right when it's not going to change anything exactly and nobody's going to remember So verse 13, then I saw that there's more gain in wisdom than folly, as there's more gain in light than darkness. The wise person has eyes in his head, and the fool walks in darkness. And yet I perceive that the same event happens to them all. And then I said in my heart, what happens to the fool is going to happen to me also. Why then have I been so wise? And I said in my heart, this also is vanity. For of the wise, as of the fool, there is no enduring remembrance, seeing that in the days to come all will have been long forgotten how the wise dies just like the fool so he just made this whole case Mm -hmm. here verse 13 through 15 on look wise and fool yes is it better to be wise than foolish absolutely seems like that makes total sense why wouldn't you want to understand things and have a better understanding of things and yet it doesn't seem to change your experience in the world in most ways the same thing that happens to foolish people still happens to wise people wasn't that you've got out of that much and you're really really not remembered longer than the foolish and you're definitely not going to be remembered any longer as a matter of fact we could say some fools have probably been remembered longer than some wise people um and and yet and so we're looking at him going wow he's making He's making a good case, even if it depresses me. He's yeah. making he's making a pretty good case here 
because I have to acknowledge that what he's saying has some merit. He is like, I can't get so wise that tragedies don't befall me. It doesn't matter how much wisdom you acquire, you're still going to get hit by the same things that foolish people get hit by. And you could acquire lots of money and you can acquire lots of, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, whatever it might be, power, wealth, whatever kind of experiences you've had, how are they going to help you? I mean, and all of this can be gone in a day because of some tragedy that befalls that you really had nothing to do with. And so, so we look at it and we go, okay, well, wait a second. This too is vanity. In other words, in the verse 15, this too is incomprehensible. I don't understand what's going on. It seems like I should know wisdom, like I would want to pursue it, like everybody should want to pursue it. And yet, it doesn't seem to necessarily get us that much further. So it's hard to understand why we have that. Why, what's our desire for that? Why do things work the way they do? Verse 17, so I hated life because what is done under the sun was distressing. That's our word, distressing again. Um, that same word we saw back in chapter 1, verse 13. So I hated life because what I saw under the sun was distressing to me because or for all is incomprehensible. All is vanity. All is meaningless and striving after and you. hurting the wind. Yeah. And hurting the wind. Like that's even possible. Yeah. Which is just going around and so, yeah. pointless. Yeah. Pointless. 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 So this is where he's now he's sitting here after having tried all these pleasures and experiences and everything. He's sitting in this place going, okay, but really it doesn't seem to have gotten me anywhere. So then we go on to verse 18. So I hate or I hated all my toil in which I toil under the sun. There's our word, uh, under the sun, phrase again. Mm -hmm. Seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me. Um, So so whatever I'm building here on earth, it's just going to be for somebody that comes after me who didn't work for it. That's right. And And, may well be a fool. Yeah. Verse 19. Whether he's wise or fool, he's going to inherit it. He's going to come into it. Yet he will be master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is incomprehensible. How does that work? How is that anything good? How's that? What, what should I see coming out of that that makes me happy? I, it's incomprehensible that it works this way. It is. I'm. I. The man keeps saying this is a major riddle of life. Why does it work like this? So I turned about and gave my heart over to despair, which is what this will lead you to do if you just leave yourself in this place is gave my heart over to despair for the toil of my labors under the sun because sometimes a person who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone who did not toil for it and this is incomprehensible and very distressing he ends verse 21 it's incomprehensible and it's very distressing and what has a man for all his toil and striving of heart with which he toils under the sun for all his days are full of sorrow and his work is a vexation, sorrowful, um, painful. That's what that word would mean. He spent all this painful toil, all this great work, all this sorrowful work that he's done. And, and yet, even in the night, his heart does not rest. So he's toil, 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 but then he's going to hand it over to somebody else, even though he, this was like a life's work. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah. now it's not going to go anywhere. 
and he's, by the end he's like okay that sounds totally beyond understanding how can that work that way how can things work that way that seems crazy that seems incomprehensible and so when he's and, and again he's putting his finger on if work is your thing if you're just about the work itself and then you're going to wind up in this place where you're you're wondering if it's been for anything so he's talked about the vanity of wisdom the vanity of self-indulgence the mm-hmm. vanity of living wisely mm-hmm. the vanity of toil now of, mm-hmm. of a life's work mm-hmm. that um, goes into the hands of somebody right. else yeah all of this is incomprehensible vanity in that sense um an enigma to him how all this stuff works now though this is his first time to give us this piece a piece which he's going to give us six times throughout the book six times he's going to reiterate this statement in different words right. over and over and it's a beautiful piece and it needs to be understood for what it is um, and, and so let's dig into it here verse 24 through 26 you can read this for us and then we'll talk about it a little bit because it's just so so meaningful to him he's putting this down as a giant point for us so i don't want us to miss it Ecclesiastes 2:24 through 26 There is nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil This also I saw is from the hand of God for apart from him who can eat and who can have enjoyment for to the one who pleases him God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy but to the sinner he has given the business of gathering and collecting only to give to one who pleases God this also is vanity and a striving after wind hmm. well okay so here's this, he comes to this conclusion he's he's said several times now incomprehensible incomprehensible enigma enigma what in the world's going on but then he gets to verse 24 and he's been talking about all that toil that you do just hand it over to somebody else and if you spend your life just doing that the toil the toil the toil and you're working hard and you're sorrowful it's a vexation to you in verse 23 mm-hmm. you're sorrowful it's painful that's problematic so here he comes to a better conclusion first time he's coming to this in the book verse 24 there is nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil right find enjoyment in his toil okay we're talking about daily life here eating right. drinking find enjoying enjoyment your work. in your work right. find some kind of enjoyment in your work this also i saw is from the hand of god this is what's from the hand of god mm-hmm. not the giant building projects that are going to take you 20 years to complete right. but the idea of being able to find some enjoyment in your every day today. yes some work in your eating and drinking in other words with others with that's mm-hmm. the idea in this culture you know you sit down right. to eat and drink with people it's communion time it's a should be a joyous time and right. a healthy time an enjoyable time and then you're getting up and you're working that should be done with a sense of peace and a sense of enjoyment about the fact that today I get to do this and it's good because God is with me whatever um this also I saw is from the hand of God that's what's from the hand of God for apart from him who can eat or have enjoyment 
Mm-hmm. I mean, these are what we need every day. We get it from him every day. I should realize that's the that. only where that really comes from. The mm-hmm. only place that comes from. For to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. Okay, so wisdom and knowledge do come from God. These are things that come from God, and God gives them, and and we want them because they're gifts from God, and we and we get to have enjoyment from Him. Um, and but to the sinner. He has given the business of gathering and collecting only to give to the one who pleases God. This also is vanity and striving after win. If you're going to live that way, it is going to be, and it's still, this whole thing is kind of incomprehensible. I think he's still saying that in verse, mm-hmm. yeah, at the end of this, in verse right. 26, this also is vanity and striving after the wind. Okay, it's still kind of incomprehensible to him how this thing works. Mm-hmm. But that it works this way, oh yeah, this seems to be it. You find joy in it. You'll find joy in the place you didn't think. It won't be in achieving the 20-year project as much as it will be in the daily simple pleasures of life that so I, God has given you. I mean, I tend to look at this and see it's saying the joy isn't in the business of gathering and collecting. Because mm-hmm. right. you're just going to be giving it to the one who pleases God anyway. That's right. Exactly. And, and that's exactly right. And we're going to look at this. We're going to say, wait, wait, wait. Is that really is that really how it works, though? I mean, don't sinner, like so-called it. sinners, and here he's using the word very... Um, kind of blanket statement right. ish with right. sinner here. We all know we're all sinners. That's why well, I just want to throw that out there and be careful here. But he's using it obviously in the sense of someone who doesn't care for God, who's only going about his own mm-hmm. tasks every day, his mm-hmm. own desires. And he's got and for the one who loves God, he gets wisdom, knowledge, joy from God. And that's a great thing. Great and wonderful thing. But the sinner one who doesn't care about God at all. It's the business of, like you said, gathering and collecting only to give to the one who pleases God to turn around and his stuff winds up going into the hands of those who he, God, God will use it. In other words, God will simply use it to take care of his people. That's what he's going to do with all this stuff that was accumulated. It doesn't matter what he may think or who he may try to pass it along to or how many, you know, evil projects he might want to do with it, whatever it might be, or just personal, you know, selfish projects. Ultimately, he's going to die and you'll be stunned at how this actually, this money gets used by God to further his purposes in the world. For his people, for life, yeah, it all belongs to him. Exactly. This is an enigma. Now here I want to use this word enigma for sure, besides vanity or or meaningless. Because I don't think he's saying it's meaningless. I, I think that would be a little bit more negative than he wants to go. He's just saying it's a very difficult thing to understand right. how this works. Can't explain you can't it. piece it together. Yeah, it, it can't be easily as this plus this equals this. But this seems to be the way things go. This is the way things happen all the time. So it's an enigma. Yes, it is. But is it is it a good enigma? Is it one way? Yeah, I'd rather be part of this enigma if I can't explain it. But just know that this is what's going on. I trust that this is what's going on. And you know, even higher Hollywood movies reach for this. I mean, they they tell us, they show us that these people they'll they'll make movies about people who've strived, uh, striven for everything they can lay their hands on in life, only to realize by the end of the movie the protagonist comes to the conclusion, oh. 
my family. I'm having so much fun with them. I'm having, you know, this is where I knit my heart needed to be here right. all the time. Not I in, it. you know, yeah. yeah, I could miss out if I don't. Sometimes they get arrived before the end. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think of a movie with Nicolas Cage that we just love um, called uh, Family Man where he has everything in the world that he could possibly want in the beginning and then he gets a chance to go see what it would have been like to to focus on family instead of uh, all amassing stuff, yeah. all the stuff that he did in life and by the end of course that's all he wants he just wants to be able to stay with that family mm-hmm. um, and so so it's an amazing even though they have to struggle over making the mortgage every month he would rather be with that and so that's really that's where this is going so it's not like people don't know this we but it doesn't seem idea. to make sense no it does not logically this, to our minds this is, yes we're like wait a second how could it work that way could it possibly work that way yeah uh, actually it can well now we've reached our point where that was the that was the end of our second section let's call it in ecclesiastes out of seven sections that we're going through that was the end of our second one now he's going to go into the third one and he's going to start it with a poem so it's a 14-line poem that he's going to give us and right here to start. this is the part start. that I said would sound familiar. Yep, We've all is. heard this before. So it's going to be basically just the lyrics of a song if you've heard it before. And if you haven't heard it before, believe me, it was an extremely popular song before you were born um, sometimes. So let's read 3, 1 through 8. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. I think this poem is very much directing us toward the idea that everybody goes through these things mm-hmm. so here's here's life there's just life in a nutshell Different seasons of your life seasons of life yeah yeah and nobody gets out of it mm-hmm. nobody gets out of it times to love and times to hate even you know times to mourn and times to dance time to weep time to cry no matter where you are in life you're going to go through these things right here there's time to tear and time to sew i mean all of these even as they sound like little things they encapsulate these big thoughts about just life in general you know um you think about time to tear time to sew in a jewish mind the time to tear is you know that's whenever you're mourning yeah you're having this horrible experience just happened to you um and so you rip your clothes uh and to show how how bad things are and when you're sewing maybe sewing something for an effect a big celebration because it's a good yeah. thing yeah exactly yeah it's, it's expecting more, much more than if just you're selling new clothes you're expecting a new a big new new season of life yes whatever it is whatever celebration or whatever and so yeah it's all of these things 
may seem small in a way, but they're really big. They encapsulate big ideas that none of us get out of,、mm-hmm. and that we're all going to go through these seasons of life. There's just no way not to go. Which is what the song itself、um, that we're talking about is about.、Uh, if you go for everything, there's a season. Turn, turn, turn. You can、mm-hmm. go look at it yourself. A time for、lyrics. every matter under heaven. But these are the lyrics. You're reading them right here. These are basically the lyrics of the song right here. And so, yeah, it is. It is an interesting thing. But this is what everybody has to go through.、Mm-hmm. And so, the author of our book is putting this in here just as another way of encapsulating. Okay. So everybody、it's、here is. Round and round, though. It's、life. still that sense of very, very much still of going in circles. Yep. Because there's no no leads out of this. There's a top of this and there's a top of this. Mm-hmm. The opposites. Yep. And how? I mean, I've often said it's interesting how life is. The wonderful and the awful are so close together.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much of the time, and yeah, living with that. That's right. Is. I don't know. The older you get, the more you realize、mm-hmm. it's all so close. Yeah. Everything seems so close together. Yeah. Yeah, boy. So really true, and he's hammering on that here again. So it's gonna be when we go into our next piece next time, nine through fifteen. That's really gonna be the end of this third piece. So here we have the third piece of our seven, chapter three, verse one through fifteen. He's going to again stick in, stick in this third piece before we're done. A reiteration of what we just saw at the very、right. end of two. With this poem in the middle. With this poem in the middle. Which I think is interesting. Very so apropos. We talk about、right? that yeah, exactly. Seems very I... apropos for this to be in the middle of that. So,、um, yep, we'll keep that in mind and have a lot to think about before we get together again. This again, great, great book, but it just forces you to look at life a little bit differently. Oh, it certainly can't be about striving for the big、mm-hmm. stuff. And spending twenty years on one goal, on the accomplishment of goal, it might be a great goal. But if you miss along the way the enjoyment of the days the and day. the enjoyment of the work that you're doing itself、right. for what it is, and with to God me, alongside you, so far to be much about living in the present, being、mm-hmm. present where you、yeah. are every day and enjoying that. Yep. And I think we're having a really difficult time with that in our、mm-hmm. age right now.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's always that way to、Maybe. some degree,、mm-hmm. but definitely, I think with all the social media and just everything around us, it just feels so distracting all the time. Right. So we're missing the beauty of the everyday and the、mm-hmm. gifts that God has given us、mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Totally think that's fun. That's very relevant for us in that way. Yes, I'm glad you said that. Well,、okay. take a look ahead if you want, and we will be back with you in just a few days. We're really glad that you guys are listening in. I hope this book is becoming a little bit less enigmatic to you as we go,、um, and we will kind of. Try and keep that、um, in the forefront as we continue on together to make it understandable. But we're really glad you're listening, and hope you have a great few days. And we'll talk to you again very soon. God bless.